We are live with episode 124 on Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is part of that Hubazoo network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. And what I'm doing is I'm trying something new where I do this podcast live as a live cast, then take the audio, clean it up, spruce it up, and put it into the podcast that will drop this Thursday, December 6th. And there'll be more content, more things you can see on OscarMikeRadio.com. So, yeah, there's no real promo for this. This is more of a test slash practice run for me to get good at doing this stuff live and to have fun doing it. But we're going to do it like a normal uh, podcast episode, okay? And if you join in, join in. If you don't, you don't. Um, it is what it is. So I'm going to start with the question of the week. And I was asked the question, what should I get someone for Christmas? What, what's up? What, what can I get somebody for Christmas if I'm in the military or if I'm one of these people who want to get my favorite veteran something or if I'm, a, if I'm a, serving the military and a veteran and I want to get somebody who's a civilian something, what should I get? What should I do? Well, got the answer for you. You can check out this, this awesome book I'm reading right now called Tough As They Come. I, uh, a friend of mine gave it to me to read, picked it up, and I cannot recommend this enough. I'm doing a podcast about this probably toward the end of December. And it's about a story about an, uh, a staff sergeant in the Army. His name is Travis Mills, Staff Sergeant Travis Mills, who was... Um, hey, Scott. Nice of you to check in, brother. Hope you're doing okay and staying warm through New Hampshire. But back to the uh, story at hand. Um, he, he was a quadriplegic. He got hit by an IED in Afghanistan. And this is kind of his story and what he's doing with that since that happened. And... You know, every now and then I think, man, life is tough, life is rough, it stinks, it sucks. You know, I'm getting old, I don't look as good as I used to, not that I ever did, but hey, you know, I'm wishful thinking, right? And, uh, well, I do look good. I'm, I'm rocking the Kimball right now, I'll get into that in a second. But um, reading this book is something that you should definitely put on your... Christmas list, stocking stuff or something because it's it's like 250 pages. It's not that long of a read and it, it, you're not going to read something like War and Peace, but it's just a really well done story about the kind of person uh, Staff Sergeant Mills is and, and what he did for his uh, fellow troop in the army, you know, how they served in Afghanistan and then what happened when he got hit by this IED and how he used that to to help people out. I'm going to uh, post the link to his website in the live cast right now, and it will be on the blog post this Thursday. Check that out, travismills.org. He shares my first name, which is very cool. That is a, a, a good thing. It's, it's, a, it's a good book. I'm really enjoying it, and you know it, it's easy on the wallet. You can get it on Amazon on the Kindle for $9.99 or pick it up on paperback for uh, about 12 bucks with Prime. So if you're looking for a, a great stocking stuffer, 
Yankee Swap gift, office gift, any kind of gift that is uplifting and motivating at the same time, you want to check this out. Again, this is tough as they come. And reading about this guy, he is about as tough as it gets. I mean, he's a real tough guy. So you can't uh, go wrong there. And I'm going to take this minute and share this uh, video all around right now. Let's see if I can do that. Anyway, so I got asked why am I, uh, why do I wear different hats? I'm like, well, I wear different hats while I'm doing this because I don't want people seeing my bald head. So get over it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And I'm wearing uh, this hat tonight in honor of uh, Steve Kimball, who was a guest recently. He'll do his little motivational videos, and he has, uh, I don't even know what you call this hat, to tell you the truth. I just thought it looked cool, so I, I, I got it, and I like it, and um, oh, there we go. So I call it Rocking the Kimball. When I wear this thing, you will see that, um, that hashtag in my um, video. It's pretty cool. So you can check him out at Steve Kimball on Facebook. He is an army veteran who has his own construction business and a lot of times he's talking about his work and what he does and he's wearing one of these kind of hats. Um, this one had the benefit of actually fitting me so it's very cool and you're going to want to check him out and I'll put a link to his stuff in the uh, blog post. So that's the question of the week. What do I get somebody for Christmas? Oh, wait a minute. I got a follow-up to that one. Also, for the question of the week, you want to go to Vovo Prince. I'm going to put that in the uh, thing while we're here. It's vovoprince.com. And my good friend and military brother, Jonathan Goslin has his own uh, printing business for T-shirts and promotional items of all sorts and kinds and you can check it out at vovoprints.com Oscar Mike Radio will be there on December 7th Pearl Harbor Day talking um, about what he's doing if you want to swing by please bring some of your good clothes that are used or new clothes to donate to homeless veterans Jonathan has a drive going right now it's a great outreach it's a great uh, thing that he does and we will be there so I am looking forward to that. I will probably rock the Kimball there as well. And I'm, I'm liking that, rocking the Kimball. And so in this uh, live cast, you can see the website. You have no excuse now. You can buy a book for those who are really into books and something new and different to read that will uh, help them out and, and give them some hope and some uh, joy this Christmas season. But also for your motivator veteran or civilian who is supporting us, you can get anything done at vovoprints.com, okay? And when you go in and talk to Jonathan, tell him that you heard about it and saw it on Oscar Mike Radio. So moving on to the word section of the week, um, long-time listeners know that I, I do the question of the week and then I do the word section of the week. And the word in the military goes from top to bottom all around. And that's how it's going. And it's a really cool thing that I do to spread the word instead of having the word spoken to me in a formation somewhere, trying to get all moto. Um, 
and, and this week it's kind of really kind of reached out and grabbed me. I, I really um, thought about it when I heard about the three uh, men who got killed by the roadside bomb in Afghanistan. And then very recently, a couple of days ago, we had another army person get killed by friendly fire by an Afghan in Afghanistan. What I'm trying to say is this is a long, uh, drawn-out war. It, it's a long um, battle. We are still over there. And I kind of wanted to talk about why we're still there. What are we trying to do? Why is it important? Because we have been there now for a very long time. Extremely long, uh, by some respects. At a real cost in terms of human capital resources for what we are getting. So I've read several different things about the Afghans, Afghanistan war as of late. Why we should pull out, why we should stay, what are we doing there, who are we supporting, what's it going to do, How, how's it gone? And I, I came across this article on the Military Times. I'll post it in the um, Oscar Mike Radio blog post. And it is by Tara Kopp, dated May 30th. But I felt like this article really kind of encapsulated what I was trying to articulate from all the other articles and information I had read. And... Not for nothing, I, it's kind of hard to um, wrap my head around that we've been there for 17 years. And so uh, this article has a, um, a video cast with General John Nicholson, who is the lead command of U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan at the time. And he was talking about you know, why we should stay. And it's a really important question. I think it's a fair question to anybody, whether you have a blue or red state affiliation, whether you lean left or right, whether you are an independent, uh, something else, a Republican or Democrat, it, it's, it's a fair question. And, and how he leads into this is saying that... Um, we can keep the pressure on them here as in Afghanistan or fight them on our doorstep. And there is a lot of wisdom in that. There's a lot of reasons why you would want to, to do that. Military doctrine, any kind of, uh, of, of conflict a principle says that if you can engage your enemy on their doorstep and, and, and make them bend to your will when they have to fix their infrastructure and their collateral damage and worry about how they're going to feed, clothe, and provide shelter to their population in, in their backyard versus having us here in America answer that question, that is... Uh, something that has been executed properly, right? So I just, I feel that it is not a bad thing to, to do that. 
But again, the question comes up, it's, it's been 17 years. I mean, uh, some of my kids are, are as old as or, or right at the age they were born, right when this war's kicking off. And there's no real end game, it seems like. Especially when I think about, you know, this this Army Army uh, Green Beret who was killed by friendly fire. I, that That's where the cost is starting to really bother me in some respects. So General Nixon goes on to say um, that look, as of uh, May this year, there, there are about 15,000 soldiers and troops in Afghanistan now. And at the peak of our engagement in Afghanistan, we have about 100,000 troops. The cost for this war uh, is going to be about $45 billion for 2018. I don't know about you, but it's a lot of uh, roads and bridges and other things that we could be doing over here versus over there. But I get it. He, he um, He's very clear about the fact that having the, the battle over there means that we're not getting attacked right now, which in some respects is true, but not because we've had some terrorist attacks here. But uh, it's still, that's, that's a hefty price tag. Uh, goes on to say, as of May of this year, uh, 2,000, a little over 2,000 service members have been killed there. So some argue, and I'll have a couple of these in my blog post that you'll read. Some people would argue that, you know, for the amount of time we've been over there and what we've had to do over there, the, the human cost of this war has been relatively low compared to other engagements. Mr. Kimball, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm rocking the Kimball. You'll see that hashtag whenever I wear this hat in honor of you or trying to look as good as you. Thank you very much. People need to understand, too, that this has been a region of the world that for tens of thousands of years has been engaged in conflict. Uh, the, the Soviets tried for many years to make uh, Afghanistan heal to their will, and it didn't work. And we're trying now, I think the difference between us and other countries is we are really trying to get the Afghanis to be able to police and govern themselves effectively so terrorism will not take root there. But again, that raises the question on the other side of the coin is, okay, we have derelict buildings here. We have people that are hungry over here. We have crime over here. We need to do other things in our country to take care of us. Why are we putting so much effort over there? And um, before I continue on that, I want to say a big shout to Kristen Chisholm for joining us. Hello, Kristen. Now, for those of you who might be uh, looking for a different kind of gift or need, Kristen does all kinds of artistic work with uh, your stationery and other kinds of needs. And I'll have a link to her. Uh, business in the Oscar Mike Radio blog post. She's going to be doing some work for me next year. Kristen, thank you for joining. And Kristen has prestige status, which I don't give to everybody. So thanks, Kristen. So the, the principal mission of this, uh, of why we're there, is to prevent groups like ISIS and the Taliban and other groups from gaining more and more of a foothold in that region and to be able to build the human infrastructure to go out and execute terrorist attacks, not only in the Middle East and that part of the world, but also in our country. 
I mean, for, remember, I mean, 15, 16 years ago, we had people trying to light their shoes on fire with C4 on an airplane. We don't want more Boston bombings. We don't want other things going on. And, you know, we don't want that. So while I, while I certainly can appreciate that this is a, a very costly thing we're doing right now, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of soldiers there. 15,000, 10,000 is not a lot compared to what we have over here. 2,000 deaths is terrible. I feel bad that we had uh, this friendly fire incident last week and, and the threat of IEDs. And, and just by the way, you know, you, you read about this and tough as they come, uh, Staff Sergeant Mills talks about how IEDs have changed the, the, the war landscape. And if you remember a couple episodes ago, I talked about uh, World War One and trench warfare and how that warfare was definitely embedded into the, the mesh of, of how wars were conducted. Two sides, you know, this side versus this side coming together to really, you know, have it out in a static battlefield. Well, the Taliban having the resources they have and, and or rather resources they don't have, have figured out they can make these sophisticated IEDs with garbage and, and nails and rocks and do damage to troops to the point where, again, just for those who, you know, talking about, you know, Travis Mills and, you know, what he did and went through in Afghanistan, he talks about in his book where they couldn't even go out at night to aggress an objective because they might walk over or have trouble spotting an IED, either with, you know, plain sight or using a detector. It, it was crazy. It's crazy. So warfare has changed. The way we engage the enemy has changed. And for me, again, I, I don't disagree with how this is being done. I, I would like to understand more what's the end game. And it is having us over there expending our, our resources and our human uh, assets. These are real people now. These aren't just, you know, numbers on a spreadsheet. These are men and women who are going over there to serve, who have to put themselves in harm's way. You know, is it worth it to their lives and their families' lives to put them in danger like this long term? Are we going to be there for another 17 years? I don't know that. So um, there's a lot of, of, of talk about getting us out of Afghanistan, why we don't need to be there, that it is expensive, that the Taliban and terrorist groups can keep doing this battle of attrition where for very cheaply they can seed the battlefield with IEDs and other things and keep that campaign of hate going against the local population to never really fix anything and, and, and they're embedded in that part of the country and the cost to root them out is not really worth it. And I think there's maybe some value in listening to that. So I, I don't know what the right answer is right now, but again, I was asked, why are we there? And, and, and what's the real price tag in terms of how many troops were there, Travis? What's the, the hard dollar cost? Why, 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 why? And so I can tell you that, look, you know, we had over 100,000 there at one time. We had a big, huge buildup of, of people coming over there. And then uh, we have drawn it down to about 10,000 people, which, you know, Camp Pendleton has more people than that. 
So it, it's not a, a, a huge expenditure in terms of absolute trips in the ground. The $45 billion price tag is kind of hard to swallow when you see certain things in this country that need to be fixed. But then again, I want to ask you, do you want to, do you want to kill the snake? And I don't mean to reduce these kind of terms, but do you want to kill the snake out in the woods or do you want to kill the snake when it's in your child's room? I'm going to pick out in the woods every time. So again, I didn't, I, I, there's not enough time and to go over all this in a three-minute podcast, but I want to start the conversation. Let's see what Mr. Tyler had to say. The price tag or hard dollar cost is a value of life of even one coalition soldier, period. And this is uh, Captain Tyler. He is a medical officer in the Army. Thank you very much for your service, sir, and thank you for joining. So I would ask Mark, is that is that cost worth it though? You've been over there, you've seen that before I move on to the next couple of things I'm talking about. Is that cost worth it? Or am I seeing things through too much of a civilian lens and not really close enough to make it to, to make a, an opinion either way? Uh, that's kind of if he chimes back in, it'd be great. I, I'd like to understand that more. And while he's coming back into this, hopefully, and oh hey, there's Joyce. Joyce, thanks for checking in. Joyce is a realtor in the South Shore in Massachusetts. And if you're a veteran and looking for housing or if you're looking for a realtor who is a go-getter, hustler, never stops, Ms. Asak is the person for you. Thanks for checking in. I'll say hi to Dennis as well. Thank you very, very much. I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite presidents, President uh, Herbert Walker Bush, who who passed... Uh, Recently, December 5th, they're going to have a special uh, day of mourning for uh, President Bush and his family. I, I liked him from the minute I read about his service history where uh, you know, his, he, he flew over 100 combat missions in World War II. Yeah, I mean, he, where he dropped bombs on and, and, and flew in, in the Navy... And flying the Navy back then is nothing like it is now. He had to ditch his plane, got rescued, had to leave some of his crew members behind. It was it was it was a it was a time where where it had a long term effect on him. He served his country in the CIA and then became president. and And I always liked him. I always thought he was relatable. Like, yeah, he came from this um, you know well to do, well off family. His father was heavily involved in the financial industry in this country, but he always seemed like a regular guy. And, and one of the things I really liked about him is, you know, he really wasn't one of these polished uh, speakers. You know, he, he made, you know, he, well, he wasn't as uh, bad as his son. I mean, Bush Jr., God love him, uh, just wasn't his forte, but he, he, he was likable, God love him. But, uh, the, the, the dad was, was, was pretty good at what he did, and I, I always enjoyed getting to listen to him, especially when he talked about his military service and, and how, you know, that time of his life when he was 19 flying a plane over the ocean trying to get back to his ship, and he had to bail out of his plane. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine at 19 going through that. It had a long-term effect on him, and 
And so in my small way, I just want to offer my condolences to uh, the Bush family. I, I always loved Barbara Bush, especially when um, he, President Bush jumped out of a plane in Yuma, Arizona, where I served. And uh, he really had to get Barbara's sign off in order to do this. This wasn't like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, man up and do this on my own, not tell my wife. He actually had to get her backing to do this. And the thing was, she let, she let him do it twice. Uh, I always um, felt like she had a regal air that, that is, is missing uh, in, a, in a lot of people nowadays. So um, he will be missed. And again, I, I, I don't have enough good things to say about him. So rest in peace, sir. I'll see you on the pearly gates one day. And uh, definitely want to hear about your flying stories if you got time for me. So as we move up to upcoming events and things going on, uh, December 7th is Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, kind of like President Bush, that's a day that, that every American should remember and keep in mind as they're going about their, their business. A lot of people paid a very high price for uh, their service that day. Still un can't understand sometimes how the Japanese were, were able to get that close to us to launch the attack, but they did, and that truly brought us into uh, the Second World War. And they picked a fight with a sleeping giant. We woke up and we took care of business. So since then, it's, it's been a long time since someone's really wanted to poke a fight with us on our own backyard. That being said, also Friday, I will be with Jonathan Goslin at Veterans-Owned, Veteran-Operated in Abington, Massachusetts, Friday. So you can come up and say hello to me and Jonathan. We'll be doing our thing, having a good time. If you have any gently used or new clothing that you want to donate, he has boxes lined up. And my goal is to have so many boxes in his shop that he has to get like a storage area to give these clothes away. And every one of these pieces of clothing will go to a... A, a, a homeless veteran who, who needs clean, warm clothing. So if you're in the uh, South Shore area, want to come by and see yours truly, I will be rocking the Kimball. That's what I'm going to call it now. And I hope to see you down there. So again, the, the whole point of me doing this, this live cast podcast thing now is to get some more time in front of the camera. It's not really my forte. Generally, I power up everything and do the podcast like this. I clean up all the ahs and ums and the, the pauses and, and give a good coat of polish before you listen to it uh, on Thursday. However, I'm trying to get better and get out of my comfort zone to do this stuff live. If I can do this stuff live and really engage with you live, then I'm getting better at what I'm doing. And that's the whole point. This is, again, not my uh, area of operation, as we like to say. But, hey, I'm on the move, so I've got to keep moving forward with what I'm trying to do. So for all of you who have joined in on the live cast, thank you very much. Uh, Captain Tayo, thank you for your comment. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Tell the general I said hello. And um, I'll do this again next week. Got some good guests lined up for the rest of the year and into 2019. And if you have a veteran military issue, story, or cause you'd like to talk with me about, hit me up, uh, Travis at OscarMikeRio.com. 
drop me a Facebook message. Hey, like the Facebook page and the Instagram, Twitter, and all that. I'm everywhere, and I will be in touch with you. So that is it. We are right at 30 minutes, which is great. And I'm going to call this a wrap. My name is Travis. I'm Oscar Mike Radio, and we're on the move.